0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Glad that you are joining me. I'm recording today. As I've started to do most days now, I really like recording the podcast at home, since I still have my nice Marantz and sound quality is good enough (laughs) it doesn't sound as good as when i do in the studio but it's just a little bit off which is okay and it allows me to kind of create and do stuff when i'm at home so studio space has been limited at the score for the last well i mean forever but it's really limited since we're doing all this construction so being able to do some stuff at home has actually been really really helpful so The reason that I even bring up that I'm doing the the podcast from at home is I just finished watching the Cubs game. And I got to tell you something, man. I got to tell you something about these 2019 Cubs. You can't kill them. You can't kill them. Every time that those of us who have been watching the Cubs – think, okay, well, this is it. This is when it, when things look their darkest, and usually it's when they're finishing up a road trip because they're so bad on the road, that you just sit there and go, oh, well, this is it. This is, this is when they are overtaken by St. Louis or Milwaukee. This is when everything falls apart and it can't be put back together again it felt this way cl- close to the all-star break. Remember that, that week where they played the four games against Pittsburgh and it looked like they were going to get swept in those games and they ended up winning one of them. And then they split with the white Sox going into the break and you're sitting there going, is this team any good at all? I think that the truth is, and, and I know that it will be unpopular with some people the truth is, is that the National League Central is just better. From top to bottom, it's been a better division, and I think it's made things a lot tougher on this group of Cubs. I don't want to sit here and try to give them any excuses. I just want to say, if you look at the run differential for them and the rest of the league, they are the best team, period. Their run def- differential is plus 76 Right now, I know the Cardinals are playing right now in Oakland. Um, last I looked, it, it was scoreless. The Cardinals are plus 21. Milwaukee is minus 29. And then you have the Reds, who's had good pitching all year. They're plus 30, and Pittsburgh is minus 84. If we look at that, if we look at Atlanta, for example, the the run differential that they have over Washington is 20 runs. Now, if we look at the Dodgers, the Dodgers run differential over Arizona, who's the next closest team in run differential, even though they're half game behind San Francisco, the run differential is 102, 102 runs. So the Cubs are, are doing all right. They are still second in the national league in run differential, but I wanted to speak a little bit more specifically about how you can't, you can't seem to kill these dudes. And that's, Spurred on by the fact that they win games at home. I joked on the air on Friday that I don't know if you can make it into the playoffs being a great team at home, but it looks like that's what the, the, the Cubs are going to do. As it stands right now, they are 39 and 18. At home. Now, you know, I'm not good at math, but luckily I'm at home at my desk and I can write some stuff out. So 39 plus 18 equals 57. And so they have 81 games at home, right? So we do a little math. There are 24 games left at home. Now you start thinking about what does the record have to be for the, the, the next 24 games for the Cubs at home? For them to make the playoffs, they're sitting there at sixty and fifty-one right now. What if I said that number is sixteen? Is sixteen? Does that mean that they could get thirteen wins on the road? Because that would give them eighty-nine, and that's what a lot of people think is going to win the National League Central. Again, I'm really bad at math, so feel free to check my work on this. But every time you think that you you've gotten rid of these guys. They pull the the Wrigley Field rabbit out of their hat. Everyone sings, go Cubs go. They pound the ball. They get good pitching. Don't look now, but you Darvish has been really, really good at home over his last three starts. His last three starts at Wrigley, while they're not long, he's given up one earned run. JD was actually talking about this on the broadcast and I, I made a note of it because I thought it was a, I, I think that he's a fantastic analyst anyway, but I I just thought that it was interesting. He was talking about how, because Darvish is a swing and miss guy, that his pitch count is going to get driven up. And his pitch count got driven up today where you looked up and he is through five and he had like 90, 90 pitches thrown. And those are the types of things that are going to keep him from, from going deep into games because he's going to be it. He might strike out seven or eight or whatever over those five innings, but he's, he's going to be done in an inning because of it. It's just, it's there are a lot of interesting stats that kind of came out of this game. Check this out. So the Cubs sweet the Brewers, Milwaukee only scored five runs in three games. That's the lowest for the Brewers of any series that they've played so far this season and the Cubs struck out 35 and in that. So they were missing bats and Darvish is one of the reasons why the the Cubs were missing bats. I still find myself believing in this team and I don't know how deeply um, I, I believe, but I, I do feel like that there is a run in front of them. And how do you fix that? I don't know. How do you fix their problems on the road? I'm, I'm not quite sure, but you got eight strikeouts from Darvish today. Granted, it was only over five innings, but still. And then you got Chatwood with the, the three inning save, which was that had not been done in like a couple of years or whatever, everything seemed to click. And this is them clicking on a day where Chris Bryant isn't playing because He's got a little something going on with the knee. And now you have to worry about how serious that is. If you really think about all the things that have gone on with the Cubs this year, it's kind of impressive that they're still in first place. And depending on what happens in the Cardinals game, could be in first place by a game and a half. The fact that you did lose Cole Hamels, Ben Zobris went away, You've had injuries to your pitching staff. Kyle Hendricks found himself on on the IL. All this stuff has happened. They haven't been a really good team with runners in scoring position. They've been bad on the road. All of these things that we talk about with the Cubs, and yet here they sit in first place. I look at the run differential with them. I look at the talent, and yeah, they're top-heavy, and now Wilson Contreras is on the IL. How... Meanwhile, I don't know if you know this, but Martin Maldonado was the catcher that caught the no hitter last night. And the Cubs were like, oh, well, you know, we went and got some extra offense and we don't need three catchers right now. We'll probably need three catchers in September. Wilson's fine. They trade Maldonado. And then a few days later, Contreras gets hurt. And now you're back to Victor Caratini being your starting catcher. And, and now you got to call Taylor Davis up, who's funny and a nice guy. But do you really want him having meaningful at bats in August and September baseball in the middle of a pennant race? Probably not. And yet they still survive, man. It has been an impressive thing to to watch them. Where think about just a few days ago. Think about where this team was on Thursday. On Thursday, you're just sitting there going, well. Okay, the Cardinals have have caught them and passed them. They look anemic. And I say that as someone who is anemic. Um, They look anemic when it comes to hitting on the road. They can't seem to get out of their own way. This is all horrible. Will Ben Zobris come back and save the Cubs as he heads out to to South Bend? And then poof. The Cubs find themselves back at Wrigley Field. Everyone feels pretty good they started hitting taters. Shout out to Jason Hayward by the way. That guy has had an incredible year. And he he does it with the glove every day. Everyone knows that. But offensively, this has been this has been his best season as a Cub and one of his best seasons as a pro where you're starting to see the power pop back up. And putting him in the leadoff spot, I don't know how long it's going to last, but since the Cubs don't really have the prototypical leadoff hitter, to see Jason Hayward excelling in that spot is really, really cool. He's a an 825 OPS player this year. That's crazy for a guy that was really struggling throughout his Cubs career to live up to his contract. And I don't know if if there'll ever be a financial like justification uh, statistically for his contract but you look at what's happened this year with him 276 353 472 and his OPS is 825 i'm i'm looking right now and outside of his rookie year remember when he popped up on Sunday night baseball and i think in his first at bat on Sunday night baseball he homer that year, his numbers were very similar. His, his numbers that year were 277, 393, 456. He was an 849 OPS. He hit 18 home runs that year and drove in 72. He's got 17 home runs this year. And coming into this season, in three seasons with the Cubs, Jason Hayward had hit 25 total home runs. So the fact that he's at 17 and is now getting on base. For the Cubs, really, really impressive stuff. But give credit to Joe. Like, he's been trying to stabilize that spot. And if, if you look at what the Cubs' history has been over the last few years, they haven't really had a leadoff guy since Dexter Fowler left. The, the you-go-we-go go type thing. There hasn't been anyone to step in that place. So Joe has kind of been playing Tetris with this trying to figure out who's the right guy at the right time. And then you get some good at bats out of Kyle Schwarber and maybe you throw Wilson Contreras up there. Occasionally you're doing all this stuff to try and find something that's going to make it click. And then it, 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 it doesn't click routinely. I, I think the game has changed. Although I would, I would prefer that people had a role. No, you're rolling. Shut your mouth. I, I would prefer that there was someone who could be this team's leadoff hitter and then that just be that. But the way that their roster is constructed, there doesn't seem to be that guy until then though, especially against right-handed pitching, Jason Hayward would seem to have some elements to his game that would lead one to put him of the chosen group, unless you were going to move Brian up top. Uh, He's someone who gets on, on base high enough. Uh, and he has good enough speed and good enough instincts on the bases that if you need a little bit of that, of what a prototypical um, leadoff man looks like, then he kind of fills that bill. He also, this year, has shown you a ton of pop in his bat, and he's done it this weekend with a couple of leadoff home runs. It's been really, really impressive. But I just wanted to to sit here and talk about how we're – it, it it's almost as if we are sitting there with our eulogy for the 2019 Cubs already written. Like we already know the things that are going to doom the Cubs. And we may be right. Like it, it, it may be something that collectively we are right about that they don't, for some reason, they're not a team that is good enough on the road. And Javier Baez talked a little bit about it on Saturday. He said, perhaps we are a little tight and that we're worried about not winning these games on the road. So we don't win these games on the road. I don't know how you go about fixing that, but I do know this, that for the next three games, the Cubs are at home for the next three games. They've got the Oakland A's before they go to what has become the house of horrors uh, out there to Cincinnati for a weekend series against the Reds. And those guys have been troubling. It was a four-game series. Reds have beaten them seven times so far this year. So it would behoove them to win these next three games against Oakland, a team that itself is trying to to fight for a spot and right now is is trying to do the Cubs a solid uh, against St. Louis. But it seems as if every time we think we know how this is going to go and how quickly it's going to go down the toilet with with the 2019 Cubs. They find a way to push back and I would like to give them credit for that. This team has shown some real resiliency and usually championship level teams have some of that. I don't know how they can inject it into their veins for when they go on the road but for today and for this weekend, as we thought the Cubs would be over, they find a way they with good starting pitching, timely hitting and even on Sunday's game, they hit the way that Joe Madden would want them to hit. They used the whole field with the wind blowing in from right. And they were able to to sweep Milwaukee and put Milwaukee in a bad spot right now in the National League Central. It's by no means over, but I think that. We get on them so hard when they aren't playing well that we should give them some credit. They've they've got some, some resiliency, and I'm looking forward to seeing how far this stretches, how far it goes. I still think that they have a big run in them, and maybe, maybe we're at the beginning of it. Thanks for listening. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, at Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me. Check out the show tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Monday, my show is going to be... McNeil and Parkins, they're going to be sitting in for me. I'm going to be sitting in for them. So it'll be me and Anthony Heron, which is another reason I wanted to kind of get this out to you because I won't have – I got a partner. So I can't just, you know, filibuster and talk and go through all of my feelings. I have to be more efficient in my words, and I'll try and do that tomorrow. today depending on when you're listening to it with Anthony Heron so it'll be a really really good show but I'll be back in my regular spot with Joe Madden on Tuesday and if they win on Monday night's game that could be a whole lot of fun for me talking with Joe also I got a surprise for Joe you need to be listening no matter what Tuesday at noon but I appreciate you thanks for indulging me today I'll talk to you soon and remember Monday on the score two to six two to six one day only Don't freak out. Later.